I don't know what to wear at weddings these days. It's like, I don't think anyone really knows. The default is just like put on a suit, but like I hate wearing a suit and nobody wears a suit to these things. But that's the like, that's the, the, the ceiling for going to a wedding, but the floor is often much lower than that. Well, there's good... There's going to be a guy in cargo shorts and a vest and probably nothing else. I like, love that guy. The- that guy always is the, uh, <laughs> he's like the person that's like speeding in front of you when you're like going 10 miles over the speed limit and they just blow by at 20 and go like, okay, I'm fine. They, they've got me <laughs> yeah. covered for the next like 10 miles of road. I have so few, I've only been to one wedding as an adult person and I was a groomsman, so I had to wear a suit. So I can't say that I have any advice and it's also i I thought everybody wore a suit at a wedding like that's one of those like you gotta right no no you You don't gotta you this like at the i was at another wedding this previous weekend and uh uh, i have that uh, j crew tuxedo i bought like five six years ago that i've worn like this is the fourth time i've worn it but i wore it with this like old-timey uh like cowboy hawaiian shirt on the top and my uh, Gucci velvet loafers. So I looked very like Prince of Pleasure type uh, type wedding guest. I think it worked, although it was very hot yeah. as an outdoor wedding that was still 90 degrees and wearing black wool. But I don't think I can do that for this one. Yeah, that sounds like a phenomenal outfit. Yeah. You're just so you're, what you're saying is, you know, the other people aren't bringing the same effort to the table. No, they, they they are. It's just like it's it's a bit much maybe for a Utah wedding. I feel like that's being reductive. There's some Utah things that I'm not getting here. I'm sorry, as the as the as the Utahn here. Uh Reed, what do you think is appropriate for a Utah wedding? I don't know. I mean I think I don't think you need to overthink it. It's like it's a wedding. You know, you could just show up in a suit. You could split the suit up. You get weird. Mm-hmm. You know, you could just you could just go with a tie over the top, maybe maybe like a linen car. I don't fucking know, man. It's like a it's a wedding. Like Yeah, do you have a linen blazer? I do not have a linen blazer. I have a corduroy blazer that I think I might do for this one of like corduroy blazer, black jeans that aren't faded at all. Uh my roper boots. Like you don't know how casual it's gonna be, but if it's a Utah wedding in September. I feel like I can get away with that, especially that I'm not in the groom's like the bridal party or anything like that. If they got a resort, I think they're expecting something or they're expecting something. Um, if it was like a backyard wedding, I think like you could be you could wear your union suit like that could be the suit you go with. I could. Uh, it's a it's a one piece. Yeah, you just go that like some Red Wings. <laughs> call it a day. <laughs> but no, I think if it's I mean, I don't know, man, I'd wear a belt, like some leather shoes. Like I think that'd be like the qualifier. I, over you your know, union suit? Mm-hmm. It's over belt the, the top. union suit, throw on some <laughs> You could just go union suit top under a blazer, like some pants, but just like let that <laughs> let sort of that do this the talking. When you start dancing, you can take the pants off. All right. Well, welcome back to Blowout. You know, we like to talk about butts on this podcast sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know who else likes to talk about butts? Snoop Dogg. Cool. Specifically in his song, Say It With Your Booty, which is now a denim collection with G-Star. 
Dutch denim brand G-Star Raw is teaming up with Snoop Dogg for their latest campaign, inspired by the rapper's laid-back style, sense of humor, and, quote, backside appreciation. G-Star unveiled their Say It Witch a Booty campaign, in, spelled out W-I-T-C-H-A, booty, uh, campaign with Snoop Dogg today. The rapper appears in a series of photos for the brand, sporting their latest collection, Natch, and also recorded a custom version uh, of his track, Say It With Your Booty. The tongue-in-cheek campaign helps to launch G-Star's new, quote, hardcore denim collection of jeans, apparel, and accessories, with a collaboration brought to life by a video that celebrates, quote, denim booties in all forms, featuring men, women, islands, hot air balloons, and yes, even dogs. First off, I wanted, I like, I would desperately would have loved to have been a fly on the wall when they were doing, like, the ideation, like, the brainstorm process, the discovery session on Google Jamboard. Um, and they were like, they were like, say it with your booty. Do we spell it W-I-T-C-H-A? And they're like, yes, because someone is going to say, say it with your booty. Mm-hmm. And that is going to sound very bad. Like they're just going to, they're going to say the whole thing. So I feel like they had to really guide the audience uh, in that situation. I also though think the more you say it, it does kind of sound like the country Djibouti. Djibouti. That that's exactly what what I said. Is I've only been reading it in my head, but now when I say it out loud, it just sounds like Djibouti. Yeah. So I don't know if that was a you thing or or a structural issue, um, but I definitely kept hearing when you were saying that. Say it with Djibouti. Like that's like like we were on on the team. Um, Co-sponsored by the Djibouti Tourism Board. The. <laughs> The uh, the song is catchy. It's not good, but it is catchy. I don't yeah. know if you watched the full video. I, I did watch the full video. Of course. If, am I am I not a journalist? Reed, do I do you think I'm not watching the full video before reporting on something like this? You only get Snoop Dogg rapping between like min or like second thirty four and a minute five. Like there's like thirty one seconds of Snoop Dogg, mm-hmm. and it's not his best work. It's not his worst. Like no, it's perfectly serviceable. Um, yeah, you know, like when he says hardcore denim girl make you bounce harder. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> but I want to know. Laugh. It was happening when they were doing the body, the body painting I want part. to know what yeah. that means. <laughs> yeah, when Snoop is painting jeans onto someone's uh, rear end. It comes right after the anatomical, just like the, like the science butt. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about when they just put the science butt on screen? Um, in the tracking shot, the dolly shot, I guess I should say. Guys, I'm sorry. I didn't watch the video, but now I wish I did. Gotta watch the video. It's it's like a minute and 35 seconds. It was 1000% directed by the guy who directed the Al Pacino booty sweat video from Tropic Thunder. Like, or, or Turtle from Entourage <laughs> in his debut. Like, I don't, that's the only way I could describe it. Like, there's at the end, um, spoiler alert, it's revealed that the island that they're filming this all on is is shaped like a booty. Yes. Not Jabuti, mm. a booty. They don't it would have been a much better ending to the uh, the TV show Lost if they just panned out and it was just a giant butt-shaped island. <laughs> I've got to give it up to uh, the, the creative minds that put this campaign together. It's like the it's imagery is The imagery is, is like better than the, the song. And the song is, as you said, not good, not bad. This is like one of the best G-Star collabs. Even though the clothing is like terrible and I wouldn't wear it. But like this is the, the G Star paradox that I would like to discuss at length once uh, we get through you know talking about the campaign. Well, like it's also like 
I don't even know what the clothes are from the video. Like I had to go into the shots. Like when I was watching it, it's like I I know the the hot air balloon that's also shaped like an ass is not is not part of the collection. But it's so unclear what actually is in that besides the shirt he's wearing and the hat he's wearing. Uh, that I was like, I don't know, man. Maybe they're selling a fucking balloon. Like, who who knows? This is, it seems like there are very few limitations to this collection. While Snoop has fronted campaigns from everything from lighters to gin, this is his first major fashion campaign that the rapper has appeared in. For his part, Snoop says it was a no-brainer to team up with G-Star Raw, having been a fan of the brand and wearing their clothes for years. Quote, I'm teaming up with G-Star because we are both pushing the field, staying ahead, cutting the edge, he says. We are both masters of our craft, leading the game. You know what I'm saying? We look ahead. As someone who's been putting together decks all week, it's like the it's like the perfect like marketing speak where it's just like you're like, yeah, Snoop Dogg, he's the genes of rappers. <laughs> and it's like you just you hit next slide before anyone can figure out what you're actually anyone saying. Can raise their like hand. No one no one backtracks. They're, it's like, wait, what the fuck did you just say? No questions. <laughs> Moving yeah, on. No, you just throw it around. You know, it's like it's the entourage of delivery meal services. It, it feels like a 30 Rock gag to me of like, you know, this is like werewolf bar mitzvah, but it's like Snoop Dogg doing like, say it with your booty. I'm painting jeans onto butts and we're on a butt shaped island. Just like, oh, yeah, that was the thing that happened. This is the genius of Snoop Dogg, though, is every single campaign he's been a part of for the past like 10 years, like since 30 Rock has felt like a 30. Like when he was doing the pistachios thing, you're like, wait, is Snoop Dogg just endorsing nuts? <laughs> like just like just not even like I don't even think it was like. It's like a pistachio company. It was like the pistachio lobby hit him up and was like, hey, can you do this for us? And then he was on the Martha Stewart cooking show. Yeah, I was going to say that the Martha Stewart thing was uh, very much 30 Rock, like Uncanny Valley. Like it's it's all been cooked up by Liz Lemon in a writer's room, not even Tina Fey. Like, and that's like, I think my favorite part about like Snoop's like <laughs> third or fourth. What is this? His seventh act? I don't know. Um, but yeah, this just feels perfect. It's just like someone was like, Hey man, you're going to do a gene collab. We're not even going to talk about the genes. We're just going to talk about talking with your ass mm -hmm. and, and no one's going to talk about farting. Like no one's going to say that that's what say it with your that's booty what means. talking with like, your, everyone's your booty just actually means. Yeah. And they're just going to talk about the denim the entire time. And, uh, yeah, I think he succeeded. We just went like 10 minutes without even making the bad joke. Um, because Snoop is just, he made a catchy tune and went on a butt-shaped island. We live in a fast-paced world. Sometimes, you just need to slow down and stop. Heddles Plus, the new membership program of exclusive content, giveaways, discounts, and a community chat forum. Try a month free with the code EXTRABLOWOUT. So, like, what what is your opinion on G-Star in this? Because, like, I've got a lot to say about G-Star. I think I confound it with true religion somehow. I'd say that's fair. That's, like, the, the, the dark, like, side of the coin of true religion. Yeah. This might only apply to those of us that are, like, either pushing 30 or on the wrong side. Um, but, like, you know that friend that's always trying to do the right thing? Like, they plan for stuff, and, like, they're always, like, wrangling up, like, everyone who's just, like, falling apart. And it's just, like, they mean so well. And every time they bring some to people together, it just it's kind of a disaster. Like, it's just, like, it sort of sucks. It's, like, but your heart is in the right place. That's how I feel about G-Star. It's, like, they, they try really hard. And I, and I want them to be good jeans, and I want to want them. But I, I don't think I've ever wanted G-Star jeans.
like ever in my life. I feel like they they are sort of they must be spot. I feel like when you're you're looking up raw denim, G Star Raw is high in the results on Google. So I feel like you have to encounter them a lot when you're starting out trying to find good jeans. And uh, yeah, it's a scam. They got a lot of doors. They got a lot of visibility. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's not so much a scam if only like the scam is on themselves. Is like I I had the ability or the opportunity to visit their their headquarters, and it's really cool. They have like this six story modular building that's built like an airplane hangar that has like walls that are six four stories tall that can move around, and they've got like the best archive of vintage that I've ever seen anywhere. And like all the people that are there, are, like really cool. They get it. They like uh, they have designers from a bunch of different brands that are super talented that have come in from like. Capital and Bisbee and Westwood and like Yoji and all these other places. But I feel like they are hamstrung by the fact that like the, their customer wants something that's over designed and kind of shitty and like intense and mm. ridiculous. I was going to say, why does it all like with all that sort of input, how come it all feels like it's like yelling into a girl's ear at a club meme? Like that's just that's like- the people that buy their clothes and like. <laughs> That's what they're stuck selling to those people because they know if they like stop making those clothes, those people will stop buying and then they won't get to make like ridiculous uh, like jet hanger um, lab or uh, like headquarters or have this amazing archive or be able to like just like make a dumb song about butts with Snoop Dogg. They just like they're they're addicted to like making bad clothes. But they're making money, I guess. Yes. But I don't think they like any of the clothes that they make. They just do it because, like, it fuels their, like, fun lifestyles. And they go, like, okay, this is who we are and this is what we do. And they're stuck doing it. And I get that, like, bankrolling an entire line of denim made out of, like, seaweed or whatever the fuck they've done at this point is, like, probably super expensive and requires, like, good sales numbers. It is just, like... I don't even know if it is one note, but it feels one note. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the uh, the design of it, it does feel like it hasn't really evolved. I mean, I guess it was like new and uh, novel in the, the like the late '90s when they first came to prominence. But yeah, they're doing like everything right except the clothes, in my opinion. It's like even if you go on their website and you start looking at the stuff with the "Say It With Your Booty" campaign, uh. You can like click on each item and they will tell you what factory made it. And they're using good factories of like most of the stuff is made at Cytex in Vietnam, which is like probably the most advanced and most ecologically friendly denim factory in the world. Mm-hmm. They like have this crazy thing where they uh, uh, recycle 98% of their water and like 2% of it gets evaporated. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the clothes are super fucking weird, but I just think they're like, they know that they're trapped and that they have to keep producing them and stick to this bizarre aesthetic because it pays the bills for all the other cool shit that they want to do. Well, you know, but, but cool shit in just like, they have a nice, they have a nice office, you know, it's not like they're, are they giving us cool stuff besides the manufacturing? Like they could have a, like a diffusion line that was cool, but they don't. No, that would break it. I feel like if they they had one that was actually good, it would break their aesthetic and all the like, I don't know, for lack of a better term, like Euro trash club people that buy their clothing, 
would yeah. be turned off by it and like the yeah. dream would be over. It, yeah, I think they, they know that they're trapped and they know that they have this position and they're just going to ride it out for as long as that they can. Well, you know, power to them. Do it, do mm-hmm. whatever it takes to stay rich and happy. Well, and, you know, they're, they're doing things as sustainably and transparently as I feel like yeah. anyone is. But I uh, mean, that's interesting that their archive is so great. I just would totally have over- underestimated them. It's the best archive in the world. And they have like several archivists and they have it like all digitized too. And it's like has wow. call numbers and shit that you can like walk around. Wow. They've got like dry cleaner, you know, motors that will like bring the call number that you want to you. Wow. What do they do with this archive though? They use it for inspiration. It's like a lot of their stuff is military inspired. It's just like <laughs> weird stuff. But, but like, couldn't they just use the season before? Like, I'm really not trying to think. Like, I know they do really cool shit. And I'm so sorry if anyone from that team is, is evident to tune in. I'm just like so confused by like, if they've got that breath, it just sort of seems like, I don't know. It all looks like, it all looks like a costume department for the same movie. Yes. Yes. And that, that's, that's the paradox. That's the, the jail they have built for themselves. Why is it all so shiny? Uh, and with that, uh, we'll take a, a quick break and we'll be back with some uh, Met Gala looks. Of course, what everyone is talking about and we've got things to say too. Attention blowout listeners. Stop by the Heddle shop for a wide assortment of sweaters, knits, and Teamster tees available in the newest colors and styles. Our denim tops and jeans for men's and boys are made in USA and are available in a rainbow of colors at a low heddles price. Visit shop.heddles.com and use the code BLOWOUT for a special listener discount. As some of you may know, earlier this week was the Met Gala, which is a thing for galas and fellas uh, every year. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Where the uh, Metropolitan Museum of Art and their costume collection puts on a big fundraiser that's organized by uh, Vogue and Anna Wintour. And it's a place to see and be seen and uh, wear ridiculous stuff. And this year the theme was uh, American fashion, which we discussed maybe was like six months ago. When it was announced, and we, I believe we clowned on it for being sort of the most generic, boring theme in recent memory, um, which they just announced like yesterday that they're continuing it. There's going to be a part two to this of American fashion is the theme next year as well. So we've got a lot more to look forward to. Uh, The fits, a lot of them were very much not that, that super flamboyant, ridiculous stuff that spanned like multiple people in double denim. We got uh, dudes in dresses. We got Kid Cuddy in shower curtain pants. And, you know, a lot of normal boring tuxedos. Oh, uh, I've got my own faves and my own least faves. But uh, wondered if any of you wanted to kick off with just a general vibe of, uh, of what we saw come out of this. Yeah, I feel like people didn't get the memo that the camp theme ended. But they never got the memo when camp was actually the camp theme. But no. also, like, I don't really give a shit. Like, I feel like it's just like one of those things where like the Met is its own like it's like this like very weird institution at this point like doesn't it benefit like the costume institute or some shit like yes. isn't that like the purpose of this is it's like a fundraising event like by the way like shout out costume institute at the Metropolitan Museum like it's very cool that you can manage to like 
gin up this much excitement. Um, but yeah, it is getting weirder and weirder, like more dystopic to watch this every single year. Like the Congresswoman Carolyn Maloney, who's was the one who wore the burqa after nine 11 on the floor of Congress to make some sort of like, like Islamophobic point was like wearing like an equality for all women dress on the floor, which made me really uncomfortable just like as like a spectator. And it's not like I was watching it. I was just sort of taking it on Instagram, but yeah, I thought the, I thought some of the clothes were super cool. Yeah. As you mentioned, it is a very, very strange, like hunger games type vibe of like, yeah, a nine 11 amount of people are dying every day of COVID. And we've got this like big fancy party uh, for everyone to get together and wear their fancy outfits. Well, that was like on like the Apple news notifications that you get every day. Like, I don't know if you got those turned on. Probably no, not advisable no, at this stage. Uh, they do, like, CNN does, like, a roundup. They're just, like, part of the news suite. But it's, like, the CNN top five things to know today. And it was, like, literally, like, one in 500 Americans has died from COVID. The Met Gala was last night. It was, like, the one in two. And it was, like, oh, that's, like, the, that makes, like, a lot of sense to have those back-to-back for how it felt. <laughs> I mean, there is the dystopian quality, certainly. I just feel like with New York Fashion Week also and this coming hot on its heels, I'm just feeling bitter about this kind of class of person, especially, you know, the in, like a lot of the people who are attending are artists and stuff and and make a lot of money, but also this class of like influencers and just kind of fabulous wealthy people that get to go to all these events and kind of spectate and discuss them and it just it just gets to be so grating to me to see all the you know cool richy rich kids just get to like you know make hay of another event and i'm like man i don't know yeah how did they make money what is it i don't get it well like the the methodologies is I understand it of like how this thing works is like all the fashion brands buy the tables for like a quarter of a million dollars and then they get to invite like 10 celebrities that will wear their shit and like promote it. And you want to invite like the hottest celebrity to be at your table. So it's just basically mm. like, uh, I don't know, it's like pick up like uh, basketball, like an elementary school, but like everyone's trying to pick the coolest person to wear their stuff and come and like sit with them. Um, which, yeah, brings out some uh, very interesting outfits and some very interesting gross outfits and some very boring tuxedos. So there's this TikTok woman made where she was reviewing all the Met Gala styles, mostly for the women's looks. And she kept being like, so-and-so understood the assignment like in a positive way. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, like someone in like a metal, you know, pyramid. <laughs> like, what? what is like, what is the assignment? What is in America? And why is it? What, is, what the fuck was this shit? I don't know. And by the way, like, I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy looking at some weird clothes. Like, I'm not going to be out here pretending like, like there isn't some escapist vibe where it's just like, I want to see people be snarky about like some like huge fashion swings and like a lot of David Bowie impressions um, to varying success, I guess, on that second part. Um, but yeah, no, it is. It's like the theme was weird because like for a while I was just like, I feel like this is a big moment for Tom Brown. Cause I hadn't seen that stuff in a while. And all of a sudden I was like, Oh shit, it's everywhere. Like it's fucking everywhere. So he clearly got a good table, or, like a couple tables, but it makes sense. It's like an American designer. 
And there was some really good shit. And then there was also just some stuff where I was just like genuinely confused. Uh, I like that people who weren't familiar with like the Holy Water Air Force Ones or like the Lil Nas X Air Force Ones from Mischief, that Bushwick, like weird collective who melted down the AR-15s to make Grimes' sword. Um, they'll get a little more pub for that. Did you not hear about that? Grimes' sword was made from melted down AR-15s. Oh, hour. they're doing it to the public now. Like you can send in your gun and they'll send you back a sword. Yeah, they they do a whole bunch of weird like art installations as products. Sounds mm-hmm. like you're just doing some like crazy free association here with. <laughs> yeah, they did the. I can't remember what the Air Force ones with the holy water in them were called. The River but, of Jordan ones. They were the Drake. Uh, yeah, yeah. They do the like. They just and everyone is always confused, thinking Nike did like a satanic Air Force One or something, and it's just like no mischief has already sold out before they got the cease and desist order. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the goal. You know. But uh, some of my faves is uh, now that we're beyond the existential problems with this event happening in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed David Byrne. I think that's like no surprise here that he had this like double-breasted like denim tuxedo, sort of like a Bing Crosby throwback, and he was Definitely. wearing like white slip-on Vans. It just looked very much him, and like authentically him, which I feel is very difficult. Um, in this like context, because I don't know, so many of these people that are celebrities have a lot of their own identity sort of shunted onto them rather than them being able to choose it for themselves. And that just looked like something you would see David Byrne like walking on the streets in, and it also felt like it uh, fit the theme. Um, Channing Tatum, even though he like, I usually am very like, scoff at people that just choose to wear a tuxedo for this because it's like you come on it's boring just do something weird that's what everyone wants to see but he had this like 1940s like flowy big pants tuxedo that looked like you know he could have just walked off the next magic mike set wearing it of like you know magic mike like three where they uh they all get rich on like scratch lottery tickets or something like that it that also looked very much him and uh, reminiscent of uh, those huge jeans he was wearing in those pics with Zoe Kravitz a few weeks ago. Yeah, he was riding the yeah, tiny there's... bicycle and like wearing the huge pants, mm-hmm. and he's wearing a tuxedo with huge pants now. It it looked great. That was a great fit. You can see you can see the Zoe Kravitz influence. I think also Zoe Kravitz looked incredible. I don't know how that was American, but looked great. Wasn't gonna question it. Yeah, I don't care. I'm, I'm for it. <laughs> I, I didn't understand the assignment, but I assume she hit it. Um, yeah, I liked... I know I just talked shit a little bit on it, but I thought Evan Mock's uh, gimp mask combined with the, the Tom Brown suit was kind of sick. Um, I don't know if you saw that one. That was the one Tom Brown that I thought like actually worked for me. Yeah, like, it kind of killed. I didn't much care for Pete Davidson's or Lee Pace. Like Lee Pace is too tall to wear Tom Brown. It doesn't work on someone who's 6'5". I mean, LeBron James would beg to differ. He rocked that shit into the arena for a couple years, and it and it worked. But uh, yeah, no, I I hear you on that. I also like the Bodie looks were really good. Like I like Leon Bridges was fucking yeah. awesome with that fringe, that and good. Will and Will Welch's custom tux, and the, uh, Tyler Mitchell that like um, one that looked like a starter jacket. It was like yeah. red. When is Bode doing uh, runway looks now? She, I don't know. I mean, she's like the. Or dressing people for the red carpet. It, it seems oh, I like feel a, like a she's been doing that up. for a minute. I mean, Harry Styles wore some Bodie in Vogue at one point or somewhere, and I feel like it's like 
it's been showing up a lot more. Uh, I mean, it's it's like instantly recognizable, but consistently like unique, I guess, which is like the shittiest fucking word, and I hate it. But like, it really is. Like, you see a piece and you're like, ah, oh, shit, that's a buddy look, you know, like immediately, but not in like a not in a bad like uh, Balmain circa 2015, 2016 kind of way, where it's just like I see like 14 epaulets and shoulder pads, like. That on a skinny jacket that must be Balmain like Bodhi I feel like is cool in the sense where I'm like I'm intrigued by that yep it's Bodhi mm-hmm. um, I didn't love the Balenciaga sneakers but I liked uh, I liked the silhouette of Elliot Page's uh, tux I agree I with that. that yeah the sneakers like threw it off for me but I did like the I don't know like Frankenstein almost kind of look of like yeah, enormous yeah, shoulder pads and like uh, skinny pants um and uh pj tucker had a is that right i don't know who that yeah, PJ, is but there's... pj tucker goes off pj tucker is like one of the best dressed dudes in the nba okay like yeah, that guy like... he wore one he one time wore like a head-to-toe elder statesman cashmere sweatsuit like one of the hand-painted ones into the arena and i was just wow. like this is like this is how you do it uh, yeah i like that look a lot nba champion mm-hmm. pj tucker um, and uh, Frank Ocean, Be- oh, go ahead. go ahead. We we we're going to talk a lot about Frank Ocean. So please talk about Bieber. Oh, I like Bieber's pants. Yeah. Like, there's no surprise coming from me. They're big pants. Um, pretty easy sell. But uh, yeah, I think I was like this. Like Bieber looks dope. He looks like he could be like waiting in line for a drink at clandestino. Uh, but like he he looked dope. I didn't. I didn't hate the Ben Platt look, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like Ben Platt is gonna be like staring over me, like the next time I have sleep paralysis. <laughs> I mean, I think that he kind of sucks, but I don't think the the outfit. I mean, I saw a lot of things where it's like, did you guys think that this theme was the '70s? But uh, sure, I you know. Ooh. A lot of Bowie rips, I feel like, was like the issue yeah. with that. Like a lot of just like just straight David Bowie, uh, I guess references is a nice word. Yeah, the plat look was a lot. Like it was just like it was a lot. Uh, the shoes were like somehow I was like okay with. It. I was like ah, oh, this makes sense. I don't know. I I just wasn't a fan of uh, of much of it to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, he did, like looked like someone that would attack Jodie Foster in Taxi Driver. I was he does he has like very much like a like a serial killer in a movie about the seventies vibe to that outfit, or like he was battling Starsky and Hutch in the remake of Starsky and Hutch in the disco like the disco stew scene or disco I don't even disco Rick disco stew is from The Simpsons dancing Rick <laughs> got there, there don't go. worry I got there. Yeah. And then uh, Frank Ocean with the like baby doll green gremlin thing. Just like the what better accessory can you have to a thing like this? Like I didn't I tried to look up if there was video of it. Do you know if it moved? Was it animatronic? Yeah, it or did. Did? I'm pretty or at least I think it did. It looked like it was at least in one video. It looked like the mouth was moving that I saw. And he was incredible as he just came in like a windbreaker. Was it like two years ago? Or three yeah, years ago? Uh, no, for camp. Yeah, for the camp theme. So two years ago, he showed up in that Prada like pullover anorak windbreaker. 
like looking like a camp counselor, which I loved as like a mis- like a, a fun interpretation on that theme. <laughs> oh, is that the is that what he was going for there? I have no idea. That was just like my immediate thought. I was like, oh, I kind of looks like a counselor. Huh. So this Very fucking literal. Timmy Chalamet <laughs> shit. What the hell? Yeah, that didn't oh, work like, for me. Uh, no, it looks no, if like you just if you'd worn a hoodie, I would have been happier. Instead of the short little tuxedo jacket that like also kind of had like a because of like the way the lapels were kicking like had this like motorcycle jacket like visual vibe if that yeah, makes sense uh-huh. like it's it kind of got a motor like, thing happening like uh first mate on a fascist dirigible ship <laughs> no <I> like <laughs> the steward on a on the hindenburg <laughs> yeah he was he was serving flutes of champagne when that shit caught on fire <laughs> which is i guess appropriate because he's got like dune coming out and that's sort of the vibe there but yeah it didn't work for me especially the chucks yeah well, it could have been a, a different shoe i think i think if you change like one element of this the jacket the pants or the shoes it could work but like right now uh-huh. it just is it feels very unbalanced i don't know why i don't like the 70s toe being that shiny for some reason i don't like either I, and it should i should like it more because it's like patenty i guess in some weird way because they use that weird rubber on the like the 70s high but oh yeah it's just shinier you know what i'm talking about it's not like matte but i also don't like that that was bugging me as well <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah i wanted him to go back to the sparkly suit i like the sparkly suit from i think the vma is the night before <laughs> But yeah, interesting vibes, you know, with the um, let them eat cake vibes. But uh, yeah, Leon Bridges just just scrolled past that photo again. That that fringed suede uh, bowed jacket is incredible. We're gonna get so I many mean, angry comments telling us it's Bodie. Bodie, is Bodie yeah. whatever? Do we get comments? I don't know. I'm just pretending <laughs> like we do. I'm just I'm giving us credit. <laughs> Sorry, sorry for outing us. Emails. They, no didn't one can put see a, how many emails we get. Didn't put an accent on the E. It's Bode. Bode. <laughs> Bodie um, Miller doesn't have an accent on the E either. Fair. Uh, Leon Bridges is such a... Leon Bridges is someone I've run into a couple of times since, you know, with working at Self-Edge just being in LA. And he's just a very earnest, nice dude. And love to see him winning, always. Yeah, and that fit reflects it. Great outfit. Yeah. So. Oh, I uh, thought Jerry Lorenzo did like what Timmy Chalamet was actually trying to do. I guess if that's like with the the sweats and the like Miami Vice looks. Yeah, and then he like threw like a blazer over the top, but the blazer actually worked with the silhouette of the sweatpants. Like it didn't look like just like two out with outfits were fighting for real estate, and neither one. We will get to see uh, interpretations on this theme again next year because that's what they're doing again. But uh, yeah, but I highly recommend looking up just some of these photos. It's a thing that every time the, the, the Met Gala comes out, I go like, uh, do I really want to look at the photos? It seems like a chore. But as soon as I see three, I'm like, this is fun. I want to see all of them. It's like during like runway season where it's just like you get into Vogue runway and you start clicking through. Like, you, it's like, you know, it's like I, we know it's wrong, but it's also just like I like looking at the pictures. Oh. Well, moving on. Got some product talk that uh first up out of hinoya we've got a hollywood ranch market brushed home spanel check remake shirt jacket which is like i think they have out 
they've outneedled needles. Oh. Which it's, it's like a deep pocket. Yeah, it's like a flannel shirt that like went into a chrysalis and is like breaking out as a jacket. I give it some credit though, because it has like strong supply feed store clothing section. Mm-hmm. It, like it's it, it for whatever reason the color combo just reminds me of like pulling into a truck stop in Iowa when I was driving cross country. It's like this could have been available there, just like someone kind of fucked up on the pattern and was like, oh, "I sewed two together. What do we do?" And they're like, "Send it anyway." Yeah, go Broncos. Yeah, the it, the the two the two flannels both being like the kind of most basic kind of flannel patterns does something good for it. Nothing too too crazy. The asymmetry, just always appreciated in a shirt. As you said, it's got like a single D pocket, like for your hand. Then it's got a flat pocket, and then it's got a patch pocket. It, it I, reminds me like one of the, my favorite shirts I own from from Sasquatch Fabrics. I think they're still around. But they did I this. I think they're still around. Did they, they did this shirt like probably like six, seven years ago, where they just literally cut it in half, right like around the pocket. And then sewed it. They twisted it halfway around and then just sewed it there. So the placket was on the side seam instead of in the front on the bottom half of it. So it went like three buttons down and the buttons for the rest of it were on the side seam. You just kind of rock it however you want. And I, I love that shirt so much. Gives me that vibes too. Where you just, just sort of twist and shit. Yeah, I like this shirt. It's a good shirt. Moving into, I guess, slightly less good vibes that... Uh... We've got Levi's Premium at Stag in the 501-93 straight jean in the color Punk Rock. For it's not uh, a color. Eighty nine fifty, so it's like this, you know, like slightly washed out black. But it's a it's a stretch fabric. Stretch fabric is not punk rock. I'm sorry. Um, no. Got to go 100 cotton, and it just like sort of answers the question. Is like. Maybe 10 years ago, I wrote a, a, a post that was like, will LVC like, source South Asian sweatshops to make like the 2012 501? Mm-hmm. And I think I have my answer now because we're getting up to like years in which we were alive uh, that the vintage has come back around and like you know, post-American manufacturing is uh, now being idolized and vintage fetishized. When I was in San Francisco... I walked into the Levi's store and I saw these, not not this colorway, but I saw ones labeled as 93. And I thought, you know, that's kind of interesting. That's pretty smart on Levi's part because, or this is what I thought, this is my train of thought, because the 90s 501 is now so popular, you know, with people on TikTok or vintage shopping on Depop, whatever. Um, But then... They don't really, they just fit like any other kind of modern pre-rinsed 501. So they don't really fit like, they don't fit like a vintage pair. They don't look like a vintage pair. They suck. They just suck. Yeah, it was a, I don't know. It's just, it's just a waste. And the the 90, slapping the 93 on there means nothing. So Mm. that's what I say. I'm particularly offended by punk rock being a color. Yeah. Mm. And 93 is also not punk rock. This was, this was grunge. This was post-punk. This was like Nirvana, Pearl Jam, like busted out knee, like entirely faded out uh, indigo pairs of jeans. If you were to make punk rock a color, what color would it be, Reed? I don't know, man. It's like it's like these are the jeans in rockabilly. Uh, it's, it's punk rock is like for sure black, but it's just also like it's not a 
I don't know. I feel like the second you prescribe that, like a color to punk, right? Like, because it is just so like nonconformist, they'd be like, fuck you. I'm wearing only beige. What's the most boring color in the book? Like, I feel like trying to call something. It's like when you call something like the hippest club, it's like, I don't know if it's got long left. I feel like like identifying like key features in punk rock means that those things are probably, I mean, like obviously like safety pins or whatever, because those are hurt, like those hurt. But I don't know, man. I I don't know what color punk, I still don't know what color punk rock is. Like, what are we doing here? Levi's making it called punk rock. Finally rounding it off here. Got a pair of shorts. I know it's like, we're beyond shorts time, even though it is still like 90 degrees here. But this is coming out of a core election, which is in Australia. So I guess like, Southern Hemisphere people can rock these. But flathead, like, discharge-printed paisley bandana selvage sateen shorts. A mouthful, but very, very impressed by these. I feel like these probably could have, like, fit into any of the Tom Brown looks on the red carpet. But, uh, yeah, flathead, usually very, like, staid and, like, conservative in their designs in my experience but they're just going to go in all out on making a pair of mil spec sateen shorts in like white on black bandana print which look really really cool super well executed they look like the capital ones but like capital doesn't own bandanas on other garments or like you know i i suppose so capital did bandana <laughs> shorts yeah they, and did they did all those like, like type one jackets yeah they did uh I want to say like a pair of the red bandana, like red bandana shorts, but I could be wrong. Maybe not. I, someone's on bandana shorts that I've seen recently. I believe um, you. It's also been co-opted by Urban Outfitters, which is a really hard thing. Like they do the Visfim van, bandana coat, like they their own version, and they do another like one that's like a rip on a capital piece. Um, which means that people now have to wonder if you spent like $2,600 on a jacket or like $43 on a jacket, which is always a tough thing. I think if you spent the, the first number, um, so I do have like a little bit of concern as far as the bandana, uh, longevity as a print, but I do like these. These are so well done. Like that print is absolutely insane. Yeah. And very difficult to get that detail on a discharge print, but like on the close-ups, looks like they did a good job. It, they have like no run on any of it. It's so well done. Mm-hmm. Exacting tolerances of the flathead coming out off the bench and just hitting us with it. All right. Anything y'all want to talk about? Hit your radars. I was bummed out. I missed out on those uh, engineered slippers. The EG, I can't, they did like with some mock company. Oh, with Easy Mock. Easy Mock. Like I, I saw those on the Instagram like two days later and I was like, those are incredible. I will buy those like on site. And then I went to the site and they aren't on site. They, They're off site. Sold out between eight and a half and ten. Just like right in the range of I can make this work size. Just the, like just gone. The uh the very nice dude who runs Easy Mock is making me loafers just mm-hmm. out of the goodness of his heart, which is very thoughtful of him. Just custom? Yeah. I he asked if I wanted he asked if I wanted mocks, and I was like, I don't really wear mules like that, but he's like, I'll make you loafers. And I was like, oh shit, all right. See if he wants to uh, still make those mules and send them my way. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll touch base. So he is a he has another brand called Dozy Studios, which makes like really nice uh, tanks and stuff. And he sent and socks. I saw so you tag sent, them. They're really nice, very comfy. The ribbed tank. Yeah, like a, a 
But it's cool. It's like an uneven ribbing. You know, it's not it's not uniform. So that engineered knit ribbed for your yeah. pleasure. <laughs> it is and hers. And I'm no, I got nothing. I wrote about some stuff, but nothing as cool as this. Um. Oh, actually, no, I wrote about a pair of good old what's her face pants from women's wear that was that are awesome. They're like these like white patchwork flight pants made by workers who were put out of work during COVID um, in Thailand, and they're very cool. I like mm. those. You should go check them out. Yeah, Lauren always does put out good stuff. Awesome stuff. Yeah, if anyone's looking for a pair of uh, patchwork white flight pants, I know it's niche, but those are some of the best I've seen. I'm looking for kind of beat up old Oxford shirts. David has some. We've talked about this before. Got a whole box um, of them. Yeah, you keep rubbing it in my face. Uh, but I, yeah, I've been trying. I, It's just, I went to a Goodwill today and I've just been poking, poking around trying to find some good. Yeah, I feel like I'm seeing a lot of like, that was a shirt that I for a long time was afraid of because it seemed too square and now I'm getting kind of into them. So yeah. they're comfy. You yeah, may no, find I'm, one I'm in a care them. package in the not too distant future. Ooh. We'll see if I dig them out. Ooh. I've got like 30 of them of, for my grandpa. <laughs> well, I can be part of the Shuck family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wow. I had an idea to do a uh, Bode, Bodie type thing. Like when like he died a few years ago and he had like 30 of these monogram shirts of like making a quilt out of all the pockets. Mm. That would have been cool. But I uh, can't bring myself to do that and when they're still usable as shirts. The ethos died. Like, I just, I love that the, that it is that strong and you just instilled. This isn't an act, folks. No, it's not. I wish it was. Yeah, it'd be so much easier. David, David just, he would have made a quilt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And we have really good product restocked in the Heddle Shop and a Heddle Shop Instagram for the first time. Yes, you should follow it at Heddle's underscore shop. Thank you for and starting that, Albert. You're very welcome. And we got two new styles in the Stan Ray pant. We got the 80s fit in a black twill. The 80s fit is a painter's pant that has like a kind of modern straight leg fit it's really solid and then we got if you want a wider fit we got the original fit in a double knee natural twill which is the one we have in the other uh painter pant so got mm-hmm. some really good stuff and restocks on the old stuff you can look at goofy pics of me wearing them i am Not the so fit goofy. model <laughs> and, and uh yeah we also yeah. have some uh amazing Faribault woolen mills like queen sized wool blankets that uh, got lucky on some seconds that they are the uh, like U.S. Navy wool blankets, but they forgot to like print U.S. Navy on them, so I like them even more. And we've got those. I haven't priced them yet, but they're going to be significantly less than what uh, you would get at retail for those, as well as some beautiful vests that are made out of the same material that were made uh, by my friend Sam and his brand, uh, Sam Strauss Malcolm in Brooklyn. Uh, so yeah, you can look for those. We'll probably be up on the site by the time you're hearing this. But uh, Reed, if we had any questions, comments, concerns, what is our email address? Blowout at heddles.com. All right. Thank you very much. 